When you promised Mandela That his people shall go free Did you tell him they won't grow Celebrity Watch We are joined by Buchwarelo Mashinini, who's an area director for Meals on Wheels Community Service. Thank you very much for joining us, Buchwarelo. Good morning. Good morning, Uncle Leke, and how are you? Strengthened. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Maybe also let me greet the, li- the listeners and say, yes, good morning. <laughs> so, Buchwarelo, for the past 59 years, Meals on Wheels Community Services Project has been, um, you know, doing such great work in our communities. For those who might have not interacted with the work that you do, please tell us more. Oh, yes. Um, so Mills on Wheels has been in existence, like you said, for um, close to 59 years now. And it's an organization that was um, formulated, um, it firstly started in, in East London where there was a need um, for the aged that um, there is a social responsibility that needed to to be taken place where we are taking care of our aged and making sure that they are well taken care of their fed and well to be honest with you um, we thought it would be something small that dr bird would start in the eastern east london and yeah later on the organization grew and right now, as we speak, it's feeding over, it's actually feeding close to 6 million people every month, the whole country. And we are providing a hot meal. And amongst others, we are also trying to see that how can we, as an organization, come to rescue in terms of helping our young people to give them skill and making sure that as much as we are providing a hot meal, but we also shorten the the queue for them and say we are giving them skill instead of us all the time giving them food. And that's where we find ourselves today. Mm, what a beautiful yes, project. It is an absolutely yes, amazing project answering the issue of, um, you know, hunger for our people in South Africa. How do these hot meals get delivered to uh, South Africans, the six million plus that you mentioned? Yes. Um, so we we have what we call um, projects and um, some might say it's um, our, our kitchens where we are helped by our gogos at times where they prepare these meals. And maybe just a quick uh, background on our um, organization. We have got about six area offices around the country. And in every uh, province, there are regional offices, which then have what we call uh, branches, like I said, where they prepare these meals each and every day to make sure that um, our, our gogos, our young people, our children, and people living with disabilities have a cooked meal each and every day. And in our um, what we call region, which is the Trans Orange Conference, we have about uh, 40, 46 active branches, which are kitchens, where these meals are prepared each and every day for three, for three hundred and sixty-five days a, a year. 
Where do you prepare all these meals? That seems like a lot of meals. And who prepares them? <laughs> Um, so we, we have different um, uh, stakeholders and people who are coming together and raising their hands and saying, hey, um, we have infrastructure and um, let us help um, fight hunger. And for instance, in, in Gauteng alone, we have about 16 branches. This, is, this includes Pretoria, Johannesburg and bits and pieces of the Val. Nonkululeko Mandula on SAFM. Where we have these kitchenettes where they are supplying meals for our elderly people, like I said, the youth, people living with disability, and people who cannot really fend for themselves, and also those child headed families. Yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Now, where does mm-hmm. this food come from? I mean, I always ask myself, and how do the people who prepare? I mean, it, it must take a lot of people. How do the people does. who prepare these meals uh, get remunerated? Yes. Or is it yes. just a, a community service that they are offering? Yeah, well, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting um, phenomenon where we, we have uh, volunteers who come, and like I said, they would just raise their hands and say, I'm, I'm here, I'm available. And some of them are volunteers which um, come and just provide a good service or make sure that their time is well spent. But we also have uh, a dedicated staff where they have also um, come to, 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 to the party and say, um, as much as I've been sitting home, not doing anything, I would like to make a difference with the time that I have. And they come on board and they volunteer. The food... Um, it's an interesting um, concept also where we have over 55,000 donors, um, which is the public itself, where each and every month there are people who are contributing their monies towards us making sure that there's a hot cooked meal for the nation and for our society. So basically the food comes from the donors and stakeholders that we have, which are saying, hey, I might have a few cents or I might have some few groceries that I believe can make a difference in the community. So we also have um, a lot of service points around the country. We've got our warehouses where at times we get donations from big companies. Um, yeah, that companies just, just say, hey, let's let's help you fight hunger in South Africa. And they come on board. Uh, tell us about uh, the various branches that you have and service points. I mean, how many are there to be able to feed so many people? <laughs> yeah. So nationally, like I said, Meals on Wheels um, Community Services has about 182 branches around the country. And it has about 50, 50, 541 service points. And you'll believe it or not, we have about uh, 241 vehicles which are making possible that these meals are not only um, staying in projects, but sometimes they are being delivered to the people and making sure that people are getting uh, what you call our social responsibility. And within the, like I said, within the trans-orange territory, there are about 40 48 actually um, active branches which are there to feed our people in Limpopo, 
in Pumalanga, in Gauteng, like I said, the northwest, and bits and pieces of the northern Cape. Not forgetting also the free state. Is there enough support um, to help you carry on with the good work that you're doing and perhaps even expand on it? Yeah. Um, truth be told, um, there can never be enough support. Um, and I'll tell you why that is. Um, because um, if for those who believe, uh, the Bible says, um, the poor will always be with us. So for as long as there are people who are going to bed on an empty stomach, there can never be enough help. And that's what we need as Meals on Wheels and other NGOs out there who are doing something similar to us. So f to be honest with you, it is never enough. And for as long as um, we, we don't work in silos, we don't work as an entity in a the corner, they're pretending like they can solve this problem on their own. Um, it's about time that we also join hands from government to private sector and just a normal individual who say, I might not have money, but I have time. And you come on board and contribute that time. So we need as much help as we can to make sure that our people don't go to bed hungry. Yeah. yeah. Why has it come to this? Why have we not been able to, outside of NGOs like yourselves as Meals on Wheels, not been able to curb hunger? Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I always start from this point. Um, it's not that there's no help out there, but uh, people don't know how to help. And also as NGOs and as ministers, as, as uh, church people, as our communities, there is an element of teaching. There's an element where we can say, hey, people might think that they, for for instance, I'll make an example with Meals on Wheels. It's been in existence for over 59 years. Maybe people think, no, we are okay. We've been doing this for so long. We are okay. No, we're not. And truth be told, we, we will never be okay for as long as we don't all come together, like I said. So to answer you shortly, um, we need as much hands as we can. Is there any um, support that's coming from government? Um, support, yes, in terms of we've got stakeholders that um, at times, uh, for instance, we have uh, uh, social development, which always comes on board and say, listen, we might not give you the money that you want, but there are projects that would need you to to run and for, for you to help our young people or the elderly. For instance, in the free state, um, they've also raised their hands and said, listen, come help us build kitchens. Come help us create what you call um, centers of influence where you build structures and equip our people, then we'll take over from there. So we have strategic partners all over the, um, the country, some even outside the country. Um, but yeah, mostly it's government here and there and the South Africans and our friends overseas who say, we see the good work that you are doing and here's the little that we can help with. So yes, we, we do have um, help here and there, but the most help comes from the individuals out there whom sometimes they don't even want to be mentioned. They'll just say, hey, I've got this. Let's see how it how far it can take you. Yes.
You know, um, Bucharello, when I look at the statistics that you've given us in terms of the demographic breakdown of uh, Mm -hmm. the people you are helping in South Africa, I ask Mm -hmm. myself, if this is not proof of the disparity that we are living in as South Africans, Mm. I don't know what is. Um, Statistics will give us, you know, the Gini coefficient to say we are such an in um, uh, unequal um, society as South Africa. But this, I, I'm going to go through what you've provided, right? You say okay. your beneficiaries um, are 1% Indian, 4% white, mm-hmm. 9% colored, and 86% black. Yes. How, I mean, you interact with these uh, the, the people that you give meals oh. to. How yeah. can we change the, the the lives of our people other than just giving them a warm meal how can we give yeah. them a way to be able to provide themselves with meals and make yeah. things equal in our society um to be honest with you um we we always say um it will really be an awesome experience at one point to see no cues for people coming and getting food and how do we do that um, there's a Chinese proverb that says, um, don't always give a man a fish, but teach him how to fish. So what we want to do and what we have been doing for the past few five years, if, if I may, is that we've identified um, skills that we bring on board and say, but let's, let's focus now on young people who majority of them are the ones now filling up our kitchens. Let's give them a skill. Um, and there are also companies that have come on board and say, hey, bring your young people. For instance, right now in the free state, we have what we call a skills development center where um, companies also raise their hands and say, um, I know how to, to, to manufacture detergent. I know how to create um, what you call animal production in terms of creating leather, taking leather to belts, bags and making sure that we equip our people with skill. Mm. 